Manx Radio are proud to present a radio drama, The Monkey's Paw, by W.W. Jacobs. The scene is set in a cottage on the outskirts of London around 1920. The Monkey's Paw. Hark at that wind. Uh, I'm listening. I should hardly think the Sergeant Major will come tonight. That's the worst of living so far out. Your friends can't come for a quiet chat. Now, Father, Morris will turn up all right. Lovers Lane, Fulham. Of all the beastly, slushy, out-of-the-way places to live in. The pathway's a bog and the road is a torrent. What's the county council thinking of? That's what I want to know. Because this is the only house in the road. It doesn't matter if nobody can get anywhere near it. I suppose. Oh, never mind, dear. Well, perhaps tomorrow. Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> what do you mean? There, there. You always know what's going on inside me, don't you, Mother? Ought to after 35 years, John. <laughs> it's not such a bad place, Dad. After all, one of the few old-fashioned houses left near London. None of your stucco villas. Home-like. I call it, and so do you. Or... You wouldn't have bought it. And a nice job I've made of it too. And with only £200 owing on it. Why, I shall work that off in no time at all, Dad. Only a matter of three years with the rise that's been promised me. <laughs> if you don't get married. <laughs> not that sort, not me. Oh, I wish you would, Herbert. A good-looking, steady lad like you. Lots of time, Mum. Sufficient for the day, as the saying goes. Just now my dynamos don't leave me any time for lovemaking. Jealous they are, I tell you. I lay awake of night often and think, if Herbert took a nap and let his, what do you call them, dynamos run down, all of Fulham would be in darkness. Oh, Lord, what a joke. Joke? And me with a sack? Funny idea of a joke you've got, I don't think. Oh, listen. That's him. That's the Sergeant Major. Wonder what yarn he's got for us tonight. Oh, don't let the door slam. Slip in quick. It's as much as I can do to hold it against the wind. Awful, awful. And a mile up the road by the cemetery, it's worse. It's enough to blow the hair off your head. Here, give me your stick. Only came here because I, I knew what a warm welcome I'd get. Oh, you must be so cold. Come and stand by the fire. Thank you, ma'am. And how are you? And, and how are you, laddie? Not on duty yet, eh? A day week, eh? No, sir, a night week, but there's half an hour yet. Here, Sergeant, this will warm you up. Thank you kindly, ma'am. Oh, that's good. That's a sight better than the trenches. That's better than sitting in a puddle with the rain pouring down in buckets and the, and the natives taking pot shots at you. <laughs> Didn't you have any umbrellas? Umbrellas? <laughs> that's good. Hey, why, that's good. Did you hear what she said? Umbrellas! And galoshes! And hot water bottle! Oh, yes! No offence, ma'am, but it's easy to see you was never a soldier. Mother spoke out of kindness, sir. And well I know it, and no offence intended. No, ma'am, hardship, hardship is the soldier's lot. Starvation, fever, and then get yourself shot. Hmm. You don't look to have taken much harm. No, ma'am. Tough. Thomas Morris is tough. Here, Sergeant, get this down, you. What's this now? Put your nose in it and you'll see. Whiskey. And hot. And sugar. 
And a slice of lemon. No, I, I said I'd never sing a sort of night. Well, here's to another thousand years. Same to you, and many of them. What? Not you, Herbert. Oh, it isn't for want of being sociable, but my work don't go with it. I've got to keep a cool head, a steady eye, and a still hand. If not, the flywheel would gobble me up. Herbert! No fear, Mother. Ah, you electricians. Sort of magicians, you are. Light, says you, and light it is. And power, says you, and the trains go whizzing by. It fair beats me, and I've seen a fair bit of magic in my time. <laughs> what about your Indian magic? All the fake, Governor? The fakers are fake? Fake, you call it. I tell you, I've seen it. Oh, come now. Such as what? Come now, Sergeant. I've seen a cove with no more clothes on than a baby, if you know what I mean. Take an empty basket, empty mind, as empty as this here glass. Uh, fill the Sergeant's glass, Herbert. Uh, that was not my intention, but, but, but used as an illustration. Oh, I've seen the basket trick, and I've read how it's done. Why, I could do it myself with a bit of practice. What else, Sergeant? I'll tell you. What do you say to an old fark here, chucking a rope up in the air, in the air, mind you, and swarming up it the same as if it was hooked onto something, and then vanishing clean out of sight? I've seen that. <laughs> oh, that yarn takes it. You mean to say you doubt my word? Oh, no, no, no. He's only pulling your leg. You shouldn't, Herbert. <laughs> Herbert was always good for a bit of fun. But it's all true. Why, if I chose, I could tell you things. But there, you, you don't get no more yarns out of me. Nonsense, old friend. You are not getting shirty about a bit of fun. What was that you told me the other day about a, a monkey's paw? Oh, nothing. Leastways, nothing worth hearing. A monkey's paw? Yes. You were telling me about... Nothing. Don't go on about it. When I begin to think of the paw, it makes me absent-minded. You said that you always carried it with you. So I do, for fear of what might happen. Oh, yes. Uh, what's it for? You wouldn't believe me if I was to tell you. Oh, I will, every word. Magic, then. Don't you laugh. I'm not. Have you got it on you now? Of course. Let's see it. Oh, it, it, It's nothing to look at. Just an ordinary little paw dried to a mummy. Oh. Give us a look. Why is it all dried up? I told you so before. Oh, hark of the wind. And what might there be that's so special about it? That there paw has had a spell put upon it. No. Really? Yes, indeed. By an old fakir. He was a very holy man. He, he sat all doubled up in one spot, going on for 15 years, thinking of things. And he wanted to show that fate ruled people's lives. That everything was cut and dried from the beginning, as you might say that there was no way of getting away from it, and that if you tried, you caught it hot. So he put a spell on this here paw. It might have been anything else, but he put a spell on it, as it was the first thing that was handy. Ah, he put a spell on it and made it so that three people could each have three wishes. <laughs> Don't! But 
Mark Hugh, if the wishes were granted, those three people will have cause to wish they hadn't been. But, but how could the wishes be granted? He didn't say. It would all happen so natural you would think it a coincidence if so disposed. Why haven't you tried it, sir? I have. You've had your three wishes? Yes. Were they granted? They were. And has anybody else wished? Yes. The first owner had his three wishes. Oh, yes, he had his three wishes, all right. I don't know what his first two were, but the third was death. That's how I got the poor. Well, seems to me you've only got to wish for things that can't have any bad luck about them. Ah, that's right. Morris, if you've had your three wishes, it's no good to you now. So what do you keep it for? Fancy, I suppose. I did have some idea of selling it, but I, I don't think I will. It's done mischief enough already. Besides, people won't buy it. To some of them, it's a fairy tale, and some, they want to try it first and pay after. If you could have another three wishes, uh, would you? I don't know. I don't know. No, I'm damned if I would. I'd throw it in the fire. No, no, don't do that. If you don't want it, give it to me. I won't. I won't. My hands are now clear of it. If you keep it, don't blame me, whatever happens. I'm going to keep it. What do you say, Herbert? <laughs> I say keep it if you want to, or stuff and nonsense anyway. Stuff and nonsense. <laughs> yes, I, I wonder. I wish... Stop! Mind what you're doing. That's not the way. Well... What is the way? Oh, John, don't have anything to do with it. That's what I say, ma'am. If I didn't tell him, he might go wishing something he didn't mean to. You hold it in your right hand and, and wish aloud. But, but I warn you, I warn you. Well, it sounds like something out of Arabian Nights. Well, don't you think you might wish me what, four pair of hands? Right you are, mother. I wish... Stop that... it! If you must wish... Wish for something sensible. Look, look here, I can't stand this. It gets on my nerves. Where's my coat? Stop, Sergeant. I I'm going your way. Up to the works in a minute. Won't you wait? No, I'm all shook up. I want some fresh air. I don't want to be here when you wish. And wish you will as soon as my back's turned. I know, I know. But I've warned you. All right, Morris. Don't fret about us. Here. Take this. No, I won't. Yes, you will, Morris. Well, all right. Good night, all. Take my advice and burn it. If there's no more in this than there is in the other stories, we won't make much money out of it. Did you give him anything for it, Father? A trifle. He didn't want it, but I made him take it. There now. You shouldn't be throwing your money about. I wonder... What? I... I wonder whether he wouldn't be better off throwing it in the fire. Not likely. Why, we're all going to be rich and famous and happy. Throw it on the fire? 
Indeed, especially when you've given money for it. So like you, Father. You could wish to be an Emperor, Father. <laughs> then you can't be henpecked. You young little... Steady with the duster, Mother. Be quiet, you pair. I wonder. I don't know what to wish for, and that's a fact. I seem to have got all, all that I want. All? Dad, if you'd only clear the debt on the house, you'd be quite happy, wouldn't you? Well, well, go ahead. Wish for 200 pounds. That'll just do it. Hmm. Shall I? Go on. Don't you dare, John. Don't have anything to do with it. Now, Dad. I will. I wish for 200 pounds. Oh, no. What's the matter? It moved. As I wished, it twisted in my hand. Like a snake. Nonsense, Dad. Why, it's as stiff as a bone. <laughs> Must have been your imagination, Father. <laughs> well, I don't see the money, and I bet I never will. Thank God. Thank God there's no harm done. But it did give me a shock. Half past eleven. I must be getting along. I'm on duty at midnight. Um, we've had quite an eventful evening. Oh, well, I'm off to bed. Don't be late for breakfast, Herbert. I shall walk home as usual. Does me good. I shall be home about nine as usual. Don't wait, though. <laughs> you know your father never waits. Good night, Mother. Good night, Dad. I think you'll find the cash tied up in a bag in the middle of the bed. It moved, Herbert. Okay. And you'll find a one-legged monkey hanging by its tail from the bedpost, watching you count the money. I wish you wouldn't joke, my boy. <laughs> All right, Dad. Lord, what weather. Good night. This door bolts stiff again. <laughs> I must get Herbert to look at it in the morning. Mother? Mother! What's the matter? Nothing, I... <laughs> I saw faces in the fire. Oh, come along, John. It's no time for joking. What a morning Herbert's got for walking home. What's the time? It's a quarter past nine. Oh, he's off at eight. I'm usually home by now. Takes him half an hour to change and wash. He'll just buy... Yes, he'll just be by the cemetery now. He'll be here in ten minutes. What's for breakfast? Sausages. Oh, why, here's that dirty monkey's paw. Silly thing. The idea of us listening to such nonsense. Aye, the sergeant major and his tales. I suppose all old soldiers are alike. Oh, come on, Father. Herbert hates us to wait for him. Anyway, how could wishes be granted nowadays? Hmm. Been thinking about it all night, have you? You kept me awake with all your tossing and turning. Yes, I had a really bad night. Hmm. It was the storm, I expect. Oh, how it blew. I didn't hear it. I was asleep and not asleep, if you know what I mean. And all that rubbish about it's making you unhappy if your wish was granted. How could £200 hurt you, Father? Might drop on my head and a lump. Don't see any other way. And I'll try to bear that. Though, mind you, Morris said it would all happen so naturally that you might take it for a coincidence, if so disposed. Well, it hasn't happened. That's all I know, and it isn't going to... How could you sit there and talk about it? What's that? Postman, of course. Oh, perhaps he's brought a letter, John. What do you think he'd bring? A ton of coal. John? J John, suppose... 
Suppose what? Well, suppose suppose it was the two hundred pounds. Here, don't talk nonsense. Why don't you fetch the letter? Oh, it's thick, John, and and it's got something crisp inside it. Who's who's it for? Oh, you. Hand it over then. The idea. What a superstitious old woman you are. Where are my specs? Oh, let me open it. Don't you touch it. Where are my glasses? Oh, don't let sudden wealth sour your temper, John. Will you find my glasses? Oh, here, John, here. Oh, take care, dear. Oh, oh. Tear what? Don't tear it. Well, if it's banknotes, John. You've gone dotty. You make me nervous. Hmm. Dear sir, enclosed, please find receipt for payment to the mortgage on your house in the sum of £200, duly received. That comes of listening to tipsy old soldiers. What does? You thought there were banknotes in it. I didn't. I said all along... Oh, how Herbert will laugh when I tell him. You're not going to tell him. You're going to keep your mouth shut. That's what you're going to do. Why, I should never hear the last of it. Serves you right. I shall tell him. You know you like his fun. See how he joked you last night when you said the poor move. So it did. It did move. And that I'll swear to. You thought it did? I say it did. There was no thinking about it. You saw how it upset me, didn't you? Didn't you? Why don't you listen? What is it? Uh, nothing. Do you see Herbert coming? No. He's about you. What is it? Nothing. O only a man. Looks like a gentleman. Well, at least he's in black. What about him? Well, he stood at the garden gate, uh, as if he wanted to come in, but he couldn't seem to make his mind up. Oh, go on. You're full of fancies. Oh, he's, go he's going. No, he... He's, he's coming back. Look, don't let him see you peeping. He's looking at the house. He's got his hand on the latch. No. Oh, no, he's turning away. John, he looks like a sort of lawyer. What of it? Only he'll only laugh again. But suppose, suppose he's come about the £200. Now, you're not to mention it again. You're a foolish old woman. Come and eat your breakfast. Where is he now? He's gone down the road. Oh, he's turned back. And he seems to have made his mind up. Well, here he comes. Oh, John, and me untidy. What's the matter? He's made a mistake and come to the wrong house. Is this Mrs White's house? Well, come in, sir. Please step this way. You must overlook us for being so untidy. And, and the room all, anyhow. And John in his garden coat... Oh, John. Morning to you both. My name is Simpson. Won't you please be seated? Oh, thank... No, I think not. I think not. Fine weather for the time of year. Oh, yes. Yes. My name is Simpson. I've come... Well, perhaps you was hoping to see Herbert. Well, he'll be home in a minute. His breakfast's waiting. No. No, I, I have come... From the electrical works. Why, you might have come with him. No, no, I've come alone. Is uh, 
anything the matter? I was asked to call. Herbert, has, has anything happened? Is he hurt? Is he hurt? There, there, Mother. Don't jump to conclusions. Let the gentleman speak. You've not brought bad news, I'm sure, sir. I'm sorry. Is he hurt? Yes. Badly? V very badly. Oh, John! Is he in pain? No, he, he he's not in pain. Oh, thank God. Thank God for that. Thank... Go on, Do sir. You mean... He was telling his mates a story, something that happened here last night. He was laughing and wasn't noticing and and the machinery caught him. Oh! The machinery caught him? The company wished to convey their sincere sympathy to you in your great loss. Our great loss? I was to say further, I am only their servant. I am only obeying orders. Ah. Great loss. I was to say the company disclaim all responsibility, but in consideration for your son's valuable service, they wish to present you with a certain sum as compensation. A great loss. How... How much? Two hundred pounds. Oh, John! Jenny! Jenny! Yes? Where are you? At the window. What are you doing? Looking up the road. What's the use, Jenny? What's the use? That's where the cemetery is. That's where we laid him. Yes. Yes. A week today. What's the time? I don't know. We don't take much account of time now, Jenny, do we? Why should we? doesn't come home anymore. He'll never come home again. There's nothing to think about. Or talk about. Come away from the window. You'll get cold. It's colder where he is. Aye. Gone forever. And taken all our hopes with him. And all our wishes. Aye. And all of... Oh, John! Jenny, for God's sake, what's the matter? The paw! The monkey's paw! Where? Where is it? What, what, what's wrong with it? I want it? it. What have you done with it? I, I haven't seen it since... I, I want to find it. Find it! Find it! Here. Here it is. What do you want with it? Oh, why didn't I think of it? Why didn't you think of it? Think of what? The two other wishes. What? We've only had one. Wasn't that enough? No, John. We'll have one more. Take it. Take it quickly and wish. Wish what? Oh, John, John. Wish our boy alive again. Good God. Are you mad? Take it. Take it and wish. Oh, my boy, my boy. Go to bed. Get to sleep. You don't know what you're saying. We had the first wish granted. Why not the second one? He's been dead ten days. And Jenny... Jenny... I only knew him by his clothing. If you weren't allowed to see him then, how could you bear to see him now? I don't care. Bring him back. I don't want to touch the paw. Here, here, wish. Jenny. Wish, wish, wish. I, I wish my, my son alive again. Oh. 
Nothing. Thank God. Thank God. Nothing at all. Along the whole length of the road, not a living thing. And nothing. Nothing left in our lives, John. Except each other, Jenny. And memories. We're too old now. We were only alive in him. We can't begin again. We can't feel anything now, John, but emptiness and darkness. It isn't for long, Jenny. There's that to look forward to. Every minute's long now. I can't bear the darkness. Oh, it's dreary. Dreary. Where's the candle? And the matches? Where are the matches? We mustn't sit in the dark. It's, it's not wholesome. There. Don't take on so, Mother. I'm a mother no longer. There now. There now. Go on up to bed. Go on. I'm coming. Whether I'm here or in bed or wherever I am, I'm with my boy. I'm with... What's that? A, a rat. The house is full of them. Stop. What are you going to do? It's my boy. It's Herbert. Oh, I forgot it was a mile away. What are you holding me for? I must open the door. For God's sake. Let me go. Don't open the door. Let me go. Think what you might see. Do you think I fear the child I bore? Let me go. I I'm coming, Herbert. I'm Don't coming. Don't do it. Don't do it. The paw. Where's the monkey's paw? Oh, John, the top bolt's stuck again. I can't move it. Come help me quick. The paw. There's a whoosh left. Oh, do you hear him, John? Your child's knocking. Where did it fall? I can't find it. I can't find it. Herbert! Herbert, my boy, wait. Your mother's coming. Oh, the boat's moving. God, the boat is moving. God forbid. Oh, I've, I found the monkey's paw. Herbert? I, I wish him dead. I wish him dead out of peace. Herbert. There's nobody there, mother. You have been listening to The Monkey's Paw, a radio drama written by W.W. W. Jacobs, adapted for Manx Radio by Bob Harrison. The cast, Mr. White, Tony Hawkes, Mrs. White, Stephanie Gray, Herbert, David Dawson, Sergeant Major Morris, Jeff Collier, Simpson, Bob Harrison, studio production, Mark Tiley and Bob Harrison.